What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Thoughts by the Ville Di Podcast. Of course, I am your host, the Ville Di. Today, we're gonna go down this rabbit hole of look. You ever are you employer number one? You ever get the feeling that your associates aren't giving you quite a hundred percent? You ever wonder why? Relax. I'm gonna tell you. Now, of course, the Flintstones will jump on the on the train real quick of they don't wanna work. People don't wanna work no more. Everybody's lazy. Yada 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 pull out the damn peppermints. But I don't necessarily think that is true. Because if you really think about it, if if, if we really think about it, nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to work. I mean, there's a small percentage of people out there who are actually doing what they love to do. Now, those people generally enjoy getting up and and getting started and, and, and doing their projects every day, day in and day out. But for the majority of us, we've kind of just settled in to... Um, to, to the, the routine of work. We're, we're not pursuing, a lot of us aren't pursuing dreams anymore. We're pursuing cash flow. We're pursuing, you know, income. So that's our motivate. That's the motivation. I asked a friend of mine yesterday because he hit me with the, uh, um, nobody wants to work anymore. And I was like, look, you're right. Nobody wants to work. I say, look, bro. If you could tell, if you tell me, could tell me that if you had the opportunity to fish, hunt all day, you know, plant you a few crops and just do the things that you enjoy doing, would you do that or would you come punch a clock? And he was like, of course, of course, if I could do that, I'd do that. But see that, that, that type of lifestyle for the most part is extinct nowadays. That was at, at, at one at one era of the great world and the country we live in. That was what people did for a living. They found them a plot of land. They worked it. You know, they built things. You know, it, um, you know, they put the crops down. You know, they hunted. They fished. And in the, in the, the time that they didn't spend working on that, that type of stuff was was spent with their families. You know, building the bonds. But now when it's all about that dollar, all about that check, that debit card, you know what I mean? You have to get up and you go to work. And see, there are people out there that will are living in this uh, this uh, uh, smoky mirror that want you to believe that they actually are just uh, uh, in love with going up and work. They like, no. These people are just living in the reality that we live in that you're going to have to work somewhere. The majority of us have to work somewhere. So what's the problem with these millennials? That's what they always like to point the finger at. The millennials, 
the millennials, the millennials. But see, look at it like this. See, some of us have watched our parents put in years and years and years of labor with companies just for the company to shut down, to lay them off, outsource, you know, relocate, leave them jobless, and starting all over again. And these, our parents were the ones who was out there putting in that 100%. They was, you know, my mom missed football games. She missed recitals. She missed um, um, my band band concerts, parent-teacher conferences, and missed a large part of me growing up. And I'm not doing saying this as a disrespect to my mother because my mother was an awesome woman. She is still to this day an awesome woman. I'm just saying this. To just paint the picture. Those are the people that raised us. You understand what I'm saying? Those are the people that we've seen. That a lot of people have seen. Go through this. Time after time again. Going and giving their all. And breaking their backs. For these companies. Only at the, for at the end of the day. To be left standing high and dry. Without anything to show for. Like I was telling you uh, yesterday, your loyalty can be used as a weapon. Loyalty being weaponized against you and that loyalty was real one-sided. I remember when my mother, um, she was working for Levi's, um, Levi's Strauss, you know, textiles or whatever. They made jeans. And I remember when that company closed, she got a severance that was like... I think it was like six months pay. Um, it was, yeah, I think it was like six or eight months pay. And uh, they paid for a course, you know, a short course in tech school and gave her like $6,000 to start a business. That was it. After years of, you know, sun up to sundown going in this place and giving her all to it that was her release it, it, it's over now so she ended up going and um, thankfully she was able to get an accountant uh, degree and move on into um, another occupation that she she was able to work for more many more years before uh, being eventually let go from that company so if you take this viewpoint and, and, and look at what a lot of us has, have seen in our parents growing up, um, broken, and just giving their all and not seeing it reciprocated. So I believe that a lot of these people just go into to the, the workplace with the mindset of, I'm not breaking my back here because at the end of the day, these people will have a someone filling my job before my obituary has dried if I just fall out in here. I'm not knocking working. I work. I work every day. But I'm just saying, change. I'm not even asking or requesting that you change your viewpoint. I'm just giving you a different viewpoint. But a lot of these younger people, after seeing this, have that conditioning of this is what you have to do and this is the way that you have to do it has been broken. They see things a different way. 
I see it time and time again. They see people out here making an actual living, doing things that a lot of the Flintstones believe is far-fetched to do, is are impossible to do. You know, you can't tell. There's a lot of people out there that you can't tell that it is actually feasible to get a have a um, to make a living income doing videos on YouTube or um, doing music or podcasts because in their eyes, in their mind, their mind state, all they talk, all they were taught was get a job, get up, go to work, work, work work until either you reach retirement or you know they get rid of you the a lot of these younger generations don't see things like that see because they understand all of these opportunities out there and they try to they try to look at the uh statistics but we all know they say numbers don't lie but numbers damn sure don't tell the truth either numbers are easily manipulated depending on what data you want to put into it to prove your point. You can arrange the numbers to prove any point that you want to prove. Real talk, you know, and people that are in business or and especially on the, um, the corporate side of things, they very well know this and they very well understand. Numbers are, numbers are very easily manipulated and their numbers are true. It's not as if they're just making their numbers up. It's just the, the the information that they select to feed into the equation is going to give them the numbers that are preferential to them and prove their case. See what I'm saying? I just want people out there to know that your dreams are completely 100% feasible. They always say, now, uh, uh, no, everybody can't be a YouTube star. Everybody can't be an NBA player. Everybody can't. Hell, everybody can't be a doctor. Everybody can't be a lawyer. Or everybody can't be an engineer or an electrician or a biomedical whatever the hell. Everybody can't do that either. But see, the thing about it, too, when you start to look at those numbers, how many people are trying? How many people are trying? And you realize then that there aren't an overwhelming number of people in, in the in the, in the in the scope of the um in the scope of life that are actually trying to do things so next time you look at somebody and you're wondering why they don't necessarily give you 100% think about that right there think about that but enough of that Y'all didn't come in for that, did you? Nope. Y'all came in for some discipline. And that's exactly what I'm going to give you. The other day, I was having this talk with my daughter, teaching her a life lesson. Life lesson, very similar to the story I was told as a child about the boy that cried wolf. Now, little did I know, they were handing me a handful of jewels when I was getting told this story about the boy that cried wolf. So I will tell her the story, and I'll tell you guys a short version. So, I had a friend once, and this friend was, she, she just seemed to be bad luck. And she seemed to always have something, something going on. She always had some sob story going. She always needed help. So, almost immediately after I met her, 
the first time we're about to hang out with Guan, she tells me that somebody, the, the family member that she lived with has failed and injured herself. So we can't make, I can't make it. Cool. Then a couple days later, maybe a week, now it, it, it turns into, uh, it may have been a little over a week, it may have been two weeks, maybe a month, turns into, hey look, you know, our power's out because of some type of mistake, somebody didn't do what they were supposed to do, power's going to be out for three days, can I come stay with you for these three days? So I allowed it. Then I turned into, um, you know, I need help buying, you know, my medicine. I'm saying it was just always my phone's uh, turned off. It was always something. It was always something, and there was always a dramatic story behind it. It was never just, hey, I need this. It was always, hey, I need this because. And then there's a big dramatic story with a big climax at the end. And boom, I need your help. So, but there's nothing wrong with that because the DI is always willing to help those that I can help. But I would always wonder why, you know, there was no one else that was that, that she could go to for this type of help. Didn't understand it. But eventually I caught on because it got to a point where I was no longer willing to do anything to help. Why? Relax, I'm gonna tell you. Because you know, you come to the realization that this person, these situations aren't necessarily as dramatic as it is made out to be. See, I, as you get to, as I got to know this person, I started to realize that this person was a person that didn't want to work. I realized that this person was a person that couldn't hold down a job. So without employment, you know, bills don't get paid. Without employment, um, you know, medicine can't be bought. She was a diabetic. And after a while, if you just tell me, because it was like, even when we stopped kicking it heavy, it was still like every, every, you know, one, maybe once every two weeks, I get a phone call, and it was just always something. It was always something. Can you come and take me to Walmart? Now, let me know this person at this point stayed almost an hour away from me, and it's like, can you come here to take me to Walmart? Because some tragic situation has occurred. So, how it relates to the boy that cried wolf is what I was telling my daughter is that when you become a person that uh, not only relies on people, but when you don't hold up your end of taking care of yourself and handling your business and you're leaning on people, you're depending on people and you're always telling everybody these, these sad stories, these woe is me stories, that it gets to a point where nobody believe, will believe you anymore. So it got to a point where she was actually in a situation that she needed help. But by that time, you know, friends, family, including myself, it got to the point where it was like, nah, 
I can't do nothing for you, fam, because you, it's always something with you. It's literally always something with you, y'all. And it's never simple. It's always complicated. But little did we know that this time it was for real. And she actually needed assistance and ended up, you know, in the hospital behind it. So that's what I was telling my young and telling my children. I was like, look, you can't become this type of person that, that it's always, everything is dramatic. Everything is, you're always uh, uh, reaching out to people and you always have this, this big, this big story of why you need the help and why you, you know, need assistance because it gets to a point where people are going to get tired of helping you and people are going to get tired of hearing your sad stories. So one day it will actually you'll actually become to them and be telling the truth and nobody will move for you nobody will lift a finger to help you because at that point nobody believes you anymore kill that one right there man. i tell you Woo. jeez but man anyway let's keep it let's keep it moving man what else i got what else i got for y'all today oh man me and my friend was um, discussing uh, uh, living living beyond your means and living under your means. And this is another discipline that y'all can apply to yourself. Because we were looking at uh, different people around us and the situations that they were in financially. And I came to the realization that most people, you know, uh, most people don't necessarily... Uh, 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 how do I want to say this? Most people live up to their means. Means, and uh, what I'm trying to say is, most people use <laughs> every single dollar that they have at their disposal for their lifestyle. They're gonna, when they go out to, um, like, let's say they go out to buy a home, they look, they they think to themselves, how much can I pay for this house? Like, they're gonna go to the limit. They're gonna look for. They're going to look for a, a rent or a lease or a mortgage that's like right at the line of how much I can pay and I can't go a cent over this. Like, why do, why do we do that? Why do we do that? Because it gives you absolutely no leeway to do anything else constructive with your money because every bill that you're taking on, you're pushing it all the way to the limit. You're squeezing every nickel out of that check that you can get. And I think that's crazy. Because, like, uh, what I suggested to my partner, I was like, look, this, this is what I did. This is what I did. This is what DeVille did to get my bread right. I sat down. I sat down for, like, two years where I really just pretty much cut out, eating out, uh, going to bars, uh, clubbing, pretty much anything that was not a necessity. I just let it go. And um, so if I was going to partake in, like, drinking I do it at the house because it was cheaper. I cook. I was cooking my meals. The only time I was really spending uh, money was towards my daughter. Of course, you know my bills, my regular uh, maintaining myself. But I wasn't buying clothes. None of that. I wasn't buying clothes. I didn't buy no shoes. I hadn't bought a pair of sneakers in that whole two years. It was just like nothing. I had nothing new. Everything that I had, I had already had. And people are like, Deville, how the hell would you do that, man? It's very easy. So, what ended up happening was, I looked at my bank account one day and was like, damn, 
this actually worked. This shit actually worked. So man, that's what uh forget living up to forget living beyond your means, number one. And it's not even smart to live to your means. They tell you they've been telling you since the beginning of time that we need to be you should be living under your means. Under not meaning right at the line. See a lot of people hear that under and they think right at the line. Like I said, let me squeeze every nickel out of this check that I got. Quit doing that, man. It's stupid. You look corny out here. But at the end of the day, I'm kind of rambling right now. <laughs> but like I said, this show is Thoughts by the VLDI. So I'm just sharing my thoughts with you right now, man. I'm just relaxing and, uh, you know, taking life in. But either way, take this information, use it however you will. But remember to be the reason somebody's motivated and masturbated today. Either way, you made a difference, my friend. Appreciate y'all for tuning in to the VLDI Thoughts by the VLDI podcast. I love each and every last one of y'all. Uh, get out there and have an amazing day, and I'm out of here, man. Peace.